Hello, I am Danielle McCormick. I am the host of the Sweet Spark podcast, and I have my co-host here, Miss Katie Levins. How are you doing, ma'am? Doing great. How are you today? Doing very well, thank you. Um, and today we are talking about uh, contentment being the killer of happiness because we are very concerned with your happiness. <laughs> um, you know, we've been talking about quiet quitting, uh, talking about how to get to the next level with bringing some storytelling into your interview process, um, how to manage veterans. Obviously, we were talking about that uh, a couple of weeks ago, did some how-to videos on resumes and things like that. But it really kind of got us thinking about what our why really is. And that... You, know, you have so many people, especially around, I don't know, maybe it's the thing that people do during the holidays to make each other feel better. Um, but seeing a lot of articles recently about how, uh, you know, don't work too hard, don't this, don't that, just be happy with what you have and all that. And I'm all for gratitude, for sure. Making sure that we're, you know, wearing on our heart the gratitude of what um, gifts life and God and whatever your belief system is, have given us, um, but also not discounting that hunger and wish for more and wish to build and things like that. And I think that when people are just like, oh, we'll just be content with what you have, I really do believe that contentment is the killer of happiness. And you see so many people that are quote unquote content with their little life or whatever, but that they're not really happy. And that there's not as much engagement or you start to get petty because you're not tackling big things and you can get, you can really devolve quite quickly. And if you're telling me that you're content, but you're being gross and mean and petty, I feel like that's probably not the most happy life. So anyway, just wanted to talk to today about contentment being the killer of happiness um, and where we feel like big proponents of really finding your why. I think it's pivotal. Uh, people in general need to have, um, people want to feel purposeful and they want to feel like they're accomplishing things and doing things. And so it's human nature. You want to be able to check boxes and say, I've accomplished things. And so I think knowing what your purpose for wanting to do more is makes a huge difference in your drive to do more basically. Absolutely. And I mean, even from an anatomical perspective, like there's a reason your brain gives you a dopamine hit when you check a box, when you do something successful, that you get that rush of, I did something good. And, you know, all these endorphin up, up, happy feelings um, and not the, you know, like getting things done doesn't make you sad. Right. There's it's a in the reason science. why we're, we're, mm-hmm. Yes, it is absolutely in the science. Um, and I feel like when people just downgrade themselves or stop or I don't know, it's just I, I, for me, I, I honestly have a hard time believing it. I have a hard time understanding it. I do not understand when people are like, oh, we'll just just do this. And I feel like the word just is even limiting in that you're just a this, or you're just a secretary, or you're just a whatever. Um, and you're just supposed to be happy with what you have. And we're not built that way. Like we're most functional and we're most helpful and we're most happy when we're on our purpose. And sometimes you may not even know what your purpose is, but if you run with full speed at everything that you're doing all the time, 
A, you don't have any time to be petty, but you also right. are able to accomplish things, feel good about yourself. And it's this positive cycle of doing better and doing good in the world and doing good for yourself. Perpetual motion. Um, and sometimes I feel like contentment can kind of equate to complacency. You know, if you're just striving yeah. for contentment, then you get complacent and you're like, okay, I've reached my mark. I've, I've done what I need to do to feel okay. But people feel so much better too. Like you, I know I, as a person, if I reach a goal, then I'm, I'm happy that I reached my goal, but if I exceed it, then I am so much happier with myself too. And so if I'm just aiming to meet the mark, then I get complacent and I don't strive or go harder, or do more to go above and beyond. And I think the above and beyond is what can kind of fuel different passions and energies and things like that too. And that's part of why you have to find your why you have to find your why you have to find your passion. You have to find what drives you to fuel that edge to make you want to do more and be more. Absolutely. And you also, it, it drives confidence. You know, when you feel confident because you've been able to achieve things, even if you're scared of what the next goal is or the next milestone, you're at least going to go after it because, you know, well, I've done some hard things in the past and it worked out. Or, I mean, yes, it could have been a little bit of a bumpy road to success, but you learned a lot of things along the way. And you also learned that you are capable of that accomplishment, which gives you the confidence to, to conquer the fear of what's coming next. What is that next goal? Mm -hmm. And we are absolutely capable of and built to do difficult tasks and difficult things. You know, it, look at your brain. Your brain's constantly growing and learning and absorbing. Um, if we were to hit a point of contentment and just stop learning, there, then there's what, what more room is there for growth? Like you have to have, I feel like there's always opportunity to grow and do better and be better. And if you're content with where you are, then that kind of eliminates the drive for growth and being better. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, even just like muscles or your brain or anything, um, you if you stop, you start to atrophy. Like you will mm -hmm. literally start to go backwards. You will get dumber. <laughs> you will get less strong, you know, like your, your, your muscles will atrophy. Same happens to your brain. I mean, I had a medical issue a couple of years ago when I was pregnant with my son and I didn't work for like six months while I was recovering from this problem. And I could, I mean, I felt literally felt my brain like melting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't, I wasn't getting smarter. I wasn't trying hard things. And honestly, that lack of, of stress, and I don't mean stress like the type that keeps you up at night, but I mean, the, the lack of stress that continues to prove your resilience and makes you think and makes you work and makes you um, get creative and things like that, like that, was, that element was missing. And I didn't realize how much I thrive on that and crave it and need it until I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Yep. There are some days where, <clears throat> and this is, I mean, I think anybody goes through it. There are days where you're like, I just don't want to today. I don't want to adult. I don't mm -hmm. want to go to work. I don't want to do things, but it's, you're, you're, it's a muscle too. It's all about, you do that one task and you check off that one box and you see a couple more on your list and you start seeing the checks go off, it kind of helped fuel that drive to keep going, keep pushing, keep working. 
because your body does absolutely react when you accomplish things and you check off the boxes. It does. It, it, there's a huge rush that releases through your body, whether you realize it's happening or not, but it kind of fuels you on and helps drive you to the next step. But sometimes on the days you just don't want to, getting that first task checked off can kind of kickstart the whole day. Um, I mean, I've, there are plenty of days I'd rather just sit on the couch with a really, really good book, but there's tons of adulting that needs to be done. And if I get that first task done, then I'm up and I'm in it and I see, oh, well, then this can get done while I'm up. I might as well. You know what I mean? And so then there's kind of snowballs. Yep. And so I think the same thing goes with professional growth, personal growth. You just take that first step and just kind of let it snowball. Yes, exactly. And, and people are never inspired by someone who lays around all day. Like there's never been right. an inspiring story that you've ever heard anywhere in a book, TV show, podcast, whatever, magazine, anything that you're like, wow, that's really inspiring that they lay around and don't do shit all day. Wow. What <laughs> a cool story. You know, like you never, you're never inspired by people that don't have to overcome something that's difficult or have to get creative or have to be the underdog or anything like that. You're never inspired by that shit. You're just uh -uh. like, wow, that's, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done, you know, and inter interest averted elsewhere, you know, like we're just not, or diverted. We're just not interested in things that are not difficult. You don't ever mm -hmm. see these heroin movies. You don't ever see any of those things that are, that captivate you, inspire, motivate, and stick with you when it's just everything was easy day, everything was simple. All of that, like you do have to have the highs and lows, but I think when you just try to aim for flatline, I mean, there's a reason why flatline equals death. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, yes. it's just, you know, like you're done, you're dead. Um, and the flatline also is in decline. Like you don't want to be on an, no one wants to be on an airplane that's just like, what? <laughs> Mm -mm. you're gonna go down that's a bad thing right um so yeah i just feel like you you can't aim for the middle and hope for and think that things are gonna go well i don't think that you mm -hmm. can aim for just a content quiet life and then not i mean and be inspired by your own life much less right. inspire anybody else or teach your kids or your family or your community around you like we're built to do good we are built to achieve and find problems and fix problems and all of that. And I don't think that you can do that when you're just aiming for okay. Uh -uh. And I think to a lot of people, human nature, we have a tendency to combat adversity and be like adversity is a bad thing, you know, but it's an opportunity. If you look at it, it's absolutely an opportunity to learn something, to grow through something, to mm -hmm. get stronger, to get better, to build through I think adversity can be a beautiful tool if you look at it through the right lens. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It's not going to be a cakewalk. It doesn't mean it's always going to be fun. But on the other side of that is achievement. You know, you feel validated and you feel fulfilled. It's, I think adversity is something that should be embraced because it's a teaching tool. <clears throat> yes. Absolutely. And I mean, even when you look at people that are in quote, a dead end job, well, why is it dead end? It's dead. I mean, 
in in all reality, right? That should be just a job that you don't go up, you don't go down, you go there at nine, you get off at four thirty, you get your whatever mm-hmm. thirty or an hour minute, you know, thirty or sixty minute lunch break, and you go there. It's constant. It's consistent. It's content. Mm-hmm. But there's no re- no no one has ever referred to that as like a content job. No, they call it a right. dead end job. Yep. For a fucking reason. <laughs> Because uh-huh. <laughs> it's not, it's not going anywhere. So no. why would we say that we should aim for content when we talk about contentedness and the middle and the monotonous in such a bad light? Like I well, don't I know where the... it is that we start to idolize that. Right. I'm, that's a good question. But I think one of the favorite quotes you ever shared with me is that everything is attainable on the other side of work. You're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to achieve anything. You're not going to accomplish anything without the work, without the effort. You put forth the effort and you do the work for I me. Mean, it's just like the things that we teach our kids, right? You're going to value things so much more if you're personally invested in it. If you work hard for it, you're going to appreciate it more. Um, I think that's the same thing here. You don't have to work. I mean, some people may, some people's goal right now in life may be contentment. Maybe they're struggling and they're at a place where it's like, I just want to get to a place where I'm content and it's not a battle yes. every damn day. But once you hit that level of contentment and things level out and the dust settles, then there's opportunity to grow and build more on top of that. And, and that's okay too. Like everybody's goal and idea can be a little bit different, but bottom line is you don't just want to sit idle and do I don't want to just sit idle and do the same thing every day, all day. Yes, exactly. And I mean, if we've everybody, if you've been longer alive, longer than 10 minutes has been in a time that sucked. Like you've yeah. been in a crisis or crisis upon crisis upon crisis. Um, Lord, I mean, at least for me, I've been in that where it's just like one more fucking thing. Like, geez. But at the same time, then you look back and a kind of astonished at how did I not lose my fucking mind at that particular point in time? <laughs> because mm-hmm. things are just mounting and mounting and mounting and mounting and mounting. And you're like, oh, my God. But at the same time, I managed to survive and thrive through that. So clearly mm-hmm. I can survive and thrive through hard things. I can go after those dreams. I can go after those things that have scared the shit out of me to date. Because I know that when life was totally in the toilet, I was still able to keep my head above water. I was still able to execute my day-to-day. I got back to equilibrium. I got back to the middle. And now I can use that as a jumping off point to go further and better with more confidence that, yes, I am now more mentally tough. I feel pretty much emotionally indestructible because life beat the shit out of me. And now I can continue to go forward. Absolutely. You know, I was, I can't remember where it was or who the group was, but I remember watching um, a clip of this celebrity roundtable and they were talking about, you know, what are some of the best words of wisdom that you've ever been told or shared or whatever. Um, And one of them said, I wish I would have known the phrase, just give it time. Like at any point in your life, that applies to everything. If you're going through rock bottom, super hard point in your life, just give it time. It'll get better. If you're going through, you're riding the highest of highs, just give it time. Something's going to humble you. Something's going to happen that you're going to have to charge through and you're going to have to continue to grow through. Like ultimately, 
just give it time. Don't stop growing. I mean, and I feel like contentment is just placating. I'm here. It is what it is, no matter what. Like, you have to, I feel like it's It feels like give up. Yeah, it kind of does. Absolutely. Throw on the towel. I'm good. It feels like give up. I've met my mark. (laughs) I mean, there's a reason why people, when you see them, they're like, that's a give up marriage. Or that's a give up house. Or that's a give up job. Or it's just like you just got there and you're like, okay, fuck, I'm just not going to get any better. I quit. That's, I give up. Fine, I'll just settle for this. Yep. And it, that's your content? Like, that's supposed to be where you're good? Like, no. No. And that I feel like when we are not charging forward, that we, that's really, I feel like, where people get nasty. And people can get petty. And they start to inwardly look and get gross. Because well, if you're where... focused on achieving and you're focused on going after a goal and you're focused on laser focused on another hard task, you don't give two shits about what's going on around you. You don't care what people are doing. You don't care what people are saying. You don't care what so-and-so wore. You don't care who's doing whatever. Like you're not invested in all that shit. You're like, I'm laser focused on my thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of the times contentment, just it rolls right into what you're talking about and what we've talked about previously is contentment will snowball right into quiet quitting. If you're content where you are and you're going to be complacent, then you know what? I'm content. I can do my nine to five and I can go home. No more, no less. My job is done. I get my paycheck. I am where I am. My job is done. It is Mm -hmm. what it is. But contentment and quiet quitting, if we're going to, you know, compare apples and oranges, they're actually kind of apples and apples. If you're super content, you get complacent. And then you're like, man, I don't Mm want to put in the extra work. I don't, I don't want to take on an, an extra duty or do an extra role or other duty as assigned. I want to do my job, bide my time, collect my paycheck and go home. Right. But how many times has that ever paid off in anything good? Like you don't go into another interview or you don't go into your family fuck Thanksgiving or anything like that. And you're like, I did the bare minimum. and then you're proud of that like i showed up for work and i got perfect attendance i mean good for you like i mean what did you do you don't have any stories to tell you don't have anything to add and i mean there's a reason when people don't have that input they don't have that feeling of pride they don't have that there's embarrassment that goes with that because there's always going to be somebody else achieving and you can't match that because all you did was what was expected right now no more no less Right. Absolutely. So there's a reason we feel gross about that. There's a reason we feel embarrassment. There's a re like, because you're supposed to be going forward. It is it's human nature. It's momentum. People generally everything in life moves forward. It progresses, it grows. And I mean, it's, I feel like I'm I kind of repeating myself a little bit that if you're not, if you're content, you're stagnant, you're sitting still, you're not growing, you're not moving forward. You're not accomplishing things then what's the good to come of it? Like Mm -hmm. you said too, like, you're just, you're just there. You're just existing, but that's not living either. Like if we want to get super philosophical, if you're just existing, you know, where's, where's the life in that? Where's the joy? Where's the pleasure? Where's the, like what ignites your core? And so too, like we talked about, you know, finding your why you, you, there's, I feel like as people, we need, something that we fight for, something we drive for, something we do the things that we do for, whether it's for your own passion, whether it's to provide for your family, whether it's to 
sightsee and see the world and, and travel all the time. Like you've got to have a why, like what is your purpose that drives you towards your goal? What is it you're wanting to achieve and get done? And how are you going to get there? Exactly. And there's so many people that you even see where their health deteriorates when they don't have a purpose or, or their health improves. You know, there's people that were either terminal or they have some very severe malady and they are, they find a purpose. They're helping other people. Um, there's a child that I knew, uh, from, uh, when we used to do this whole child's, uh, golf tournament in Phoenix and there was a child, he was one of the beneficiaries. He started a foundation and he was actually their chief creative officer and, uh, and chief inspiration. I think that's what they called it. Chief inspiration officer, because at a very, I mean, like he was, his mother was not actually supposed to be able to carry him to term and then was able to carry him to term. He ended up thriving. He has a, a severe disease, but because he's so interested in helping other children that have cancer, helping other children that have, uh, that don't have enough, that are needy children that are, or in the hospital, things like that. He's really found this passion with forming partnerships and relationships with all these different uh, pro players, with uh, foundations, with corporations, things like that to get donations. He's now about to turn 18 years old and literally wasn't even supposed to be born. But has, and he's just, he and his family, their purpose is to bring light and life to other people. And it's genuinely improving his health and longevity to have that purpose and drive to serve others. That's amazing. That's super fascinating. And I, I love, I love when people take that and they use it to serve others and they help. We have a friend, um, when he was born, I mean, he was fresh, freshly born. I think he was like nine hours old. I think is what it was. He was, I mean, less than 24 hours old. He had a heart attack and then he, or a stroke. Maybe it was a stroke. And, and then, mm -hmm. but he's also got mild cerebral palsy and we meet this guy. He's, we were a regular at a restaurant once a week and we see him there quite often. Now he's in his early thirties. He can, doesn't have any use of the left side of his body. He, I mean, minimal use. Um, but this guy is like a jujitsu champion. Like he can kick ass like nobody's business. As a matter of fact, at the restaurant one night, these punks came into the restaurant and they were outside smoking out back and the cooks were out back and these punks started to fight with the cooks. Well, our friend who doesn't have much use of the left side of his body went outside and subdued all the guys until the cops showed up. Like he totally kicked ass. And so he oh travels and he goes to these different tournaments. Oh, and he's, and so he was like, I could live off the government. I could, like, I'm absolutely disabled yeah. enough to live off. He goes, but that pays, I can't live by myself independently that way. So mm -hmm. he's got a full-time job. He mm -hmm. has, um, and he's got his, he owns his house. He's just this phenomenal human that does all these things. And then he goes to different um, tournaments and things. And he met a nine-year-old little girl who's pretty much in the same situation and now her family and him, they stay in contact because he inspires this little girl to continue to do more. And you are capable. Don't let, don't let body barriers slow you down and don't let people tell you you can't and don't let people put you in a classification that you have to rely on us because you can't do for yourself. He's the very epitome of I'm not content with what I could have. I want more for myself. So I'm going to have my job. I'm going to have all the awards and accolades and I'm going to kick some stellar ass.
<laughs> I mean, we're supposed to be better. N nothing about that story of the, well, I just sit and I live off the government is inspiring. It's the, I don't have use of the left side of my body. It's the fact that I've now studied jujitsu and become, um, you know, a stellar student of that craft and have been able to go on and show other people and live a full-time job and things like that. Like they, that's, that's the inspiring piece, the constant overcoming, the constant strength, um, both internal and physical exerted to come over that disease. Um, but there's nothing inspiring about I live codependently on the government and they pay my bills and it's content. No, you're absolutely right. And that's where the, I feel like there's a triumph in it too. Like whenever you decide to step outside of the complacency bubble and do better and do more, there is also people carry this air of accomplishment. You know what I mean? Like there's an energy too that, people see and feel you're, you're, you stand up taller, your shoulders are back, you're more driven, you're more ambitious. And you have, I think energy feeds energy. And so you have a healthy energy, you have a healthy mindset, you feel empowered and you want to go and you taste that achievement and you want to accomplish more. You know what I mean? Like he absolutely could have stayed where he was and lived off the government and done jujitsu, but no, and he's like, I can mm -hmm. do this. Why can't I have, why can't I, figure out how to drive my own truck? Why can't I buy my own house? Why can't I take care of myself? And I think things like that are just remarkable there. I mean, there are so many huge stories of people overcoming all of these different ailments or illnesses or mental health struggles, or, I mean, people just beat yourself up sometimes. Sometimes, you know, if you, if you slip and fall, or if you're at rock bottom or you're not well, you know, folks battling sobriety, there are constantly barriers in people's way. And they could just be complacent with enough. Like I, I'm making my mark. I'm doing well. Mm -hmm. But then you have people that pour more into, you know, now I want to be an advocate or I want to be a sponsor or I want to tell my story or I want to find somebody else that I can help mentor and bring along with me. I think you're right. Those are the, the truly inspiring stories and visions that absolutely take hold and like make you want to do better. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's also stories, uh, there's a recent, uh, YouTube like documentary and I mean, people feel how they feel about Trump and I'm not going into that, but there is, he goes into this whole thing about momentum and literally the difference between success and failure is momentum. And when you even just look at like math, right, you, the average person making 40 ish thousand dollars a year, right. Will eventually, if you work long enough, make a million dollars. But if you're successful and you speed that up, then you're going to make a million dollars in, say, a year or two or mo a month, you know, depending on how fast your momentum is, what your business or whatever it is that you're accomplishing. But it's that momentum that allows you to be successful. And complacency is just that stagnation that like, yep, I'll eventually get there. But you're flatlined. You're not going faster. You're not going harder. You're not accomplishing. And I, I do agree with that piece is that the difference is momentum. But also when I feel like when you find your why, when you find your purpose, when you're leaning into that, you have almost unlimited energy. Absolutely. And I feel it's just like tapping into a totally different energy source because you're just like 
the it motion you know well it does say in boiler room motion creates emotion you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you're it's a, it's a positive loop as far as like i get something done and i feel really good about it and i want to go do more and i feel you know get more done and on and on and on and it keeps you going there are zero parts about i'm just going to be complacent and i'm going to be happy with that that makes you want to continue to push mm-hmm. or we'll get you any anywhere remotely close to your goal Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you set your goal and you say, I'm going to make a million dollars in two years, but you don't do anything to work towards that any harder, then how are, how do you expect to get it done too is the question. Like if you, if you have your goals, there's a difference too in having goals and working towards your goals. Mm-hmm. I can say, I'm going to make a million dollars the next two years, or I can say, I'm going to make a million dollars the next two years and here's my plan and these are the steps I'm going to take and I'm starting here and this is my first step. Nope check. No, I'm going to go to my next step. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot to, you're absolutely right. Momentum keeps the drive going, but you have to have your eyes on a goal to get there. You know, it's really hard to like, look at athletes, their goal. When you're playing a sport, your goal is to win the championship, right? Right. If there wasn't a championship, what would they play for? You know what I mean? Like a participation trophy. (laughs) I mean, it's (laughs) like, I want the gold. Like I want to take home all of the trophies and all of the things. And so that's the drive. Like you, if you have your, a target, I think the why is the most important piece of all of it is you have to have a why and that will give you the momentum and the energy to drive forward, to meet that goal and to make that mark. And so they definitely go hand in hand. And if you have, um, a passion and a why and a goal set, then you will never be satisfied with contentment or complacency. It'll never be enough. Well, and I just don't feel like we're built for contentment. I really don't. Oh, no. Like that is pro- like too long. Didn't read of this whole thing is we're not built for contentment because even like you said, if you have a goal to make a million dollars in the next two years, you say that out loud, you fall short of it by a lot or even a little, you're going to be embarrassed. You're going to feel bad. Yep. You're going to feel discouraged. You're going to feel this. Like there's no good feelings that come with not hitting a high goal. There's no good feelings that come with, well, I just did enough. There are zero people that graduate high school that are like, well, I got out with a 70. Right. Cool. Like there's, there's, there's nothing good that comes from that. No one is ever impressed, excited, proud of, or anything of just doing. And I feel like that's where we, like you said, yes, it does lead to quiet quitting. It does lead to, I feel contentment truly does lead to depression. It leads to pettiness. It it leads to just a degradation and devolving of our, of us as humans, of our relationships, mm-hmm. of all of it, because there's, there's no people that band together and cheer for the mediocre. No, not at all. But, you know, looking through a different lens too, like you mentioned, you know, people, there are some people that are like, well, I, I graduated high school at just a 70. There are some people that it's just a 70 because they know they're way capable of more. But then there are some people mm-hmm. that I applaud that are absolutely ecstatic because they obtained the passing grade. They got the 70 to graduate. Right that they have overcome so much adversity and so many hurdles in their life. So everybody's story and everybody's walk and everybody's why is different. Everybody's bar is different. Absolutely. And so it's all worth celebrating when it's, I did it, I made it, not, I just hit my mark. 
you know what I mean? I feel like I just hit my mark as kind of a cop out because people are capable. And if you bust ass in all of your effort and energy, that's what I tell my kids with their grades. Mm-hmm. If you bust ass and all of your energy and effort goes into a class and I see you sweating it and I see you working hard and putting in the time and you still, all you can pull, all you pull is a C, then I saw all that hard work and we are going to applaud that C because you busted tail to get to it. Now, right. if I see you not turning in assignments, if I see you playing on YouTube or I see you skipping out on schoolwork or skipping class and you get a C, then there are going to be some repercussions. Right. And so I think a lot of it's perspective too. You have to have a, a healthy perspective and then, you know, the ones that are like, well, I just got the 70. That's absolutely the contentment and complacency. And it's just, I don't give a damn. Like, it's good enough. It's whatever. It's satisfactory. I don't want it satisfactory. I want exemplary. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I mean, I just feel like there's, we do, yes, there are, there are medical depression cases, right? There are people that have that as an issue, you know, don't produce enough of the neurotransmitters, things like that. I completely understand that piece. However, I feel like where people get in this, you, you see it, you see it in memes, right? People trying to turn it into funny where they're like, what would you like for Christmas? You're like, I don't know, sense of purpose, socks, my electricity bill paid, you know, like if uh-huh. there's some of that where we try to turn it into funny, but it's not funny. It's you feeling bad about the fact that you're not where you want to be. You're not pushing the envelope. You're not pushing yourself. You're not making those changes in efforts and requirements to get over your hurdles and to be where like to get those goals and so you have a degradation in self-satisfaction in happiness overall and i just feel like when we when we aim for the middle we're gonna fall short and we're gonna feel like shit about it oh absolutely and i feel like it's just a bad message it's much much like the quiet quitting we were talking about like bottom line up front, it's a bad message. And I don't think that we need to be aiming for just contentment. It's the same thing with like work-life balance. No, I don't think that you need to like work yourself to fucking pieces. But I think also if you're on your purpose and you're on your mission and you're out there crushing it and you're giving it your whole heart and everything, then like they say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, Uh go do it. Put those hours and passions. There is a reason that God put that fire in your heart to go and do and conquer. And it's, I feel like, I I feel like the whole like work-life balance is a cop-out too. I do. I feel like you work to your purpose, work to your happiness. Like you said, like we've said, everything you want is on the other side of work and you will have that contentment. You will have that happiness. You will have that fire in your soul and you will be able to sleep well at night. And be yeah, proud and of absolutely. what <clears throat> And that goes both ways too. Like the work-life balance. You have a balance. You work towards work. You work towards life. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, All of it's going to take work. Raising a family, taking care of a family, all of it takes work. But I don't feel like your goals and dreams have to be sidelined in order mm-hmm. to... I, I think it's all attainable depending on your outlook and perspective. You can put as much time and energy and effort into work and your family collectively where both can thrive and do very, very well and do very good things. Absolutely. But you have to find your why, right? So your why and your Mm -hmm. passion is I'm busting my ass at work and I'm doing all of these great phenomenal things so I can provide for my family so that when I do carve out time and I have time for my family, I can relish in it and I can wallow in it and I don't have to be distracted and worried about X, Y, and Z. And I know that all of my hard work and energy and effort went into 
allowing this opportunity to vacation for a weekend with my family or to offer this event or to do this fun thing or just to sit and watch a movie. Like, you know, your blood, sweat and tears, you get to see the result too. And so that's pretty, that's it kind of whole, it comes full circle. Like you get to see your why and you reach your goal and you get to see <clears throat> I'm spending time with my family because I busted my ass at work with something that I love and I enjoy and I'm good at and I'm helping people with. And so I think it's just super all encompassing. And, and what better way than to teach your children than to have them see, there's a lot of people that are like, well, I should get off at five o'clock so I can be with my family. I, I, I do think that you're, you're an example to your kids and mm -hmm. you need to have your children see you working. You mm -hmm. need to have your children see, I busted my ass. I made these goals. This is what my goals did. My goals either brought in money. My goals either helped somebody, maybe both. My goals did X, Y, or Z. And here, kids, this is what it takes to do this. Walk in my footsteps. Study hard with your grades. Do, like, find your purpose. Find a place to, pass, to help other people, to help society, to help forward your mission, whatever that mission is, and or your ministry and charge forward but your kids also have to see you doing it not just telling them to do it mm -hmm. oh very much so leading by example and then too they'll get to see when mm -hmm. you you talk through it they'll see the fruits of the labor and they understand well mom or dad worked you know i saw them at work or i missed them yesterday at dinner because they worked through dinner but then it comes back full circle. But now here we are, we're doing this adventure together or whatever. Mm -hmm. the, I, I mean, I do think it's absolutely imperative that you put work into both. And I think it yes. will absolutely work itself out. The work-life balance thing is, it's a fine line and it's a struggle, but it doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? Like your passion is mm -hmm. your passion and your why is your why. And you can be passionate about work and you can be passionate about your family. I don't feel like anybody has to choose either or I feel like you yep. can pour your blood sweat and tears into your family and blood sweat and tears into work and you're going to reap benefits and rewards from both and you're absolutely right teaching your kids and leading by example is phenomenal and your kids seeing what it means to work hard because let's mm -hmm. listen we've talked before life's not fair not everybody's going to land no. a nine to five desk job I mean you can go and get all the degrees in the world but sometimes your field or the opportunity that presents itself is not a Monday through Friday nine to five Sometimes it's going to be shift work. Sometimes no. it's going to be a 24-hour job. Sometimes it's going to be, you know, whatever the case may be. You may have to, you know, my husband had to work. He's he's supposed to have a Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, and he had to work mm -hmm. overnight Christmas Eve. He worked from 11 to 7. And so things are going to pop up, but our kids saw he made a commitment. He has a responsibility. He serves others at his job. He takes care of people. So he was there to take care of his people and didn't let them down. So our kids learned a valuable lesson. He had to sacrifice sleep in order to still partake in Christmas Day festivities. Bless his heart. He was up like 30 hours. Ooh. But the kids valued the fact that, thanks, Dad, for staying up. Thanks for cooking lunch after you worked all night. Like, they, there, was a, there were a lot of lessons in there, too. So I think anything can be a lesson, too. If you're, if you're a why and your passions are all aligned, then it can be a teaching moment and a growing moment. Oh, absolutely. And I think also your kids... This is how we forward, I, I've, maybe I'm getting too philosophical with this, but I feel like that's really where we help forward humanity. Your kids need to see you answer the call. They need to see you answer the call to help others. 
they need to see the gravity of what you do. Like I, I always joke because you know in my other my other life, you know, working doing <laughs> military contracting stuff. Like I always joke that my son is probably the biggest threat to national security. Nothing that I do is classified, but you know what I mean. Um, is that because he can name all the systems I work on and all the agencies I work with and all the things and like. But he also knows what we're doing. He knows exactly what we're helping to protect people from. He knows exactly what the gravity of what mom does. And mm-hmm. that's important to me because mm-hmm. how else are you going to have pride also in your family? You know, we always talk, talk, you hear people telling their family stories and my dad created this and my mom did this and my parents built this. If you don't see them do it, how do you have any pride in it? How do you have any pride in wanting to forward the family name? How do you have, you know, I, I really do feel like your kids need to see you work. They need to see you answer the call. They need to see you struggle. They need to help you mentor. They need to see you helping to mentor others, to lead others, to get your ass kicked. <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. days when I'm just like, oh my God. And my son's like, are you stressed? I'm like, yeah, but that's part of it. Stress comes with it. Mm-hmm. Nothing, there's not going to be zero stress-free days in building a good life for yourself. But it's but this is a healthy way to, right. And this is a healthy way to work through it and overcome and not let that adversity sideline me and just take it and be like, well, at least I have a job. At least I have a paycheck. I'll do my bidding and I'll go. No, Mm -hmm. I'm going to face this head on and I'm going to win. I'm going to be the bad bitch that says, you're not going to stop me. I'm going to fix this problem and this is what's going to happen. And then your kiddos see you being resilient. They see you struggling through adversity and handling physical exhaustion sometimes, emotional and mental exhaustion. I mean, they see you handling problem-solving skills, strategizing. There are so many life lessons too. Like you said, we're, we're examples for our kids and what better way to teach them than to show them too? You know, you can lecture somebody all day long, but when they see it and feel it and experience it as well, not that I'm saying we're going to put our kids through the reamer and make them sit through all our bullshit days. Right. But I'm just saying (laughs) watching you grow through it and work through it in a healthy fashion. Mm -hmm. And if your kids are your why, then what better way to immerse yourself in your goal than to say, Hey, you know, this is, this is what I'm working for. I'm doing this. I want you to understand that I love what I do and I love you and I do what I do because I love you. And I want us to experience these things together. Yeah. And you can't shelter your kids. Absolutely. You can't shelter your kids from the shitty gate. I'm not sure I am. Sorry. Siri was, yeah. Damn it, Siri. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, there's days I'm not sure that I can get through this. But, you know, the, I feel like your kids do need to see you doing that. And they they have to be there side by side with you. Or how else are they going to learn? They have mm-hmm. to know that you're also a capable mentor. That you can tell them, yeah, I, I've been there, dude. Tell me what's going on. How do I help you? Mm-hmm. You know, and they saw you do it. So I, I that's one of the things I think is great about working from home. A lot of people are like, oh, God, so connected. Yeah. But also your family gets to see what it is that you're doing. Your family uh-huh. gets to be there and not, you're not just like off at the office and they don't ever see what you do. They're there with you living it because they hear they you experience either the, next the grind on your BTCs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They experience the grind right alongside you too. And so that's, it's definitely beneficial in building a healthy society of, 
up and coming human beings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it also teaches mm -hmm. them to strive and work hard and it teaches them work ethic. You know, I don't want my kids to be complacent. I want them to be contributing citizens in society someday. And I want them to see what hustle and grind looks like too. I don't want them to just be like, meh, well, I met my mark. I did my job time to punch out, you know, and that it spills over into home right. life too. Like I'm, I clean with the gusto and I taught my kids to clean with the gusto. Like there's, you don't have to be complacent and even the mo most mundane of tasks. Like I don't, you know, exactly. I set the bar higher, exactly. even for little stuff. Well, and they also need to see that winning isn't fast. They need that. That's right. another one of the things that I really do like about the whole work from home, that having your kids involved in your work, things like that, that when they get to their place, because you also see a lot of this, like very early professionals in their career, like I want to make an impact. No, this is your time to shovel shit. Like you're, you're not going to make an impact. You're not going to be important. You're not going to do any of those things. I mean, there's a little reason why I have my son. He, one of his chores every week, multiple times a week is to go pick up dog crap in the backyard because every metaphorically and literally every single stage of your life, you will have to shovel shit. And he needs to learn that. And you absolutely have to pay also your seeing Yes, you have to pay your dues. You have no, and it also doesn't matter what position you hold. You could be the CEO. You're still gonna have to shovel shit of some variety. Oh, so, absolutely. Learning that along the way, seeing that every single that full out, as we used to say when we were dancing, full out Felicia effort <laughs> is what is required every day to make that progress. But progress doesn't go fast. That's enough to keep that momentum going. Mm -hmm. But it's not a quick win. It's not an overnight success. It's not a anything like that. And, you know, you see all these other, like, memes and such out there that are like, uh, people only see when people are successful. They're rich. They're this. Oh, they might have gotten lucky. But they didn't see all the times that you were, like, buried in your face, tears, all of that. Like, how the fuck am I going to pull this off? You know, like, they, they don't see those pieces. And I think that that's one of the things that is making people feel like they're failing is they're not seeing the grind. and. Mm -hmm. If we can start even earlier with kids seeing the grind, see your failures, see your hustle, see your passion, see your pissed off days, they need to see all of those things so that when they experience them, they realize, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm not failing. I shouldn't quit. I shouldn't this. This mm -hmm. is exactly what the path looks like. Yep. It's not completely foreign and it's not going to completely knock them off their rocker. They're going to, they're already going to be mm -hmm. quasi prepared. You know, they're going to have an idea of what it looks like, what the hustle and grind looks like to overcome. And they'll feel empowered too. You know what I mean? Like they'll feel confident because it's not the first time they've seen or experienced this particular situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It builds coping mechanisms well before they actually have to cope with anything. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which this day and age is, mm -hmm. you can't put a number, you can't put a price on it. No, because all you're seeing are all the rosy things on social media or this or that, mm -hmm. and everything looks fucking perfect, and it's not. It's not. No. And I think the more that we expose that authenticity and the reality and the humanity behind it is mm -hmm. where we pull back that veil and show people what it means to grind and get there and not just quit or molly grub or piss and moan. Like, no, they, everybody has to work. Everybody has to shovel shit. Everybody has to continue to grind full out Felicia every fucking day. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, absolutely. Most certainly. It's important. Like if, if you want to do it, if you want to accomplish anything more than just the bare minimum and being complacent, you're going to have to put in the work and get your hands a little bit dirty on occasion. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we, I could go on about this as such a passion, <laughs> like her, yeah, you know what I, I mean? Do like, too. Just, <laughs> yes. I just feel like it's so absolutely. important in so many aspects. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Well, thank you guys for joining us for contentment is killing happiness. <laughs> um, <laughs> and again, continually making the case for greatness, uh, committing yourself to greatness and pushing yourself always to go further. We're here again, always with tips, tricks, commentary, swear words, and all the things to help <laughs> keep you going forward. Um, but knowing that we're here right along with you, uh, grinding it out and hitting our goals. So thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.